Welcome back to another all new, all different episode of Aim for the Bushes. I'm your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And today it is just I, no other uh, fellow podcast people with me that will change for future episodes. But today it is just I. And this is the show where we give our hot, hot takes that actually probably end up being uh, lukewarm to kind of (laughs) cold. So if you like, you know, mildly warm, lukewarm takes, this is the show for you. So today's topic, what are we talking about? We're talking about the unwritten rules of baseball. Originally, I wanted to do all sports. Well, not all sports, but a plurality of sports, so with unwritten rules of various sports, but when actually kind of looking into the different unwritten rules of different kinds of sports, baseball was the one that had, like, the (laughs) dumbest, the more annoying unwritten rules than than other sports. So the other sports, like hockey and basketball and stuff, their unwritten rules were a lot more boring in comparison to baseball. So baseball was the one that had the most interesting. So that's what we're going to be focusing on uh, in today's episode. So if you're not a fan of baseball, that's okay. I would still say stick around because, uh, you know, you may learn a couple things that you did not know uh, about baseball. Because we're going to be looking at um, not only uh, the unwritten rules themselves, but kind of like how or why these type of rules developed and why, why we don't see it like to this extent, because every, every rule, every sport, every workplace, you know, any social gathering or interaction has a bunch of unwritten rules that you're supposed to follow. So it's not unique to baseball or any other sport in particular, but we're looking at baseball today. But before we get into that, our non-legal legal disclaimer, which is simply that the opinions that we share on this podcast, whether made by me or by other podcast people are just that, our opinion. So if you disagree, hey, that's okay. You can disagree. If you agree, hey, that's also okay. I'm glad you agree. But we are not saying that we have the ultimate truth or that only our viewpoints are the correct viewpoints and that no other alternative views can exist. With that out of the way, the unwritten rules of baseball. So like I said at the beginning there, uh, originally I wanted to look at all all different sports. But the other sports outside of baseball, not as interesting. Not as interesting. In fact, so not interesting. I don't have really any examples lined up. I guess off the top of my head, some of the, it was more like kind of like show respect for, for your I don't say elders, <laughs> but for veterans, so like for rookies to like not come in thinking they're all hot stuff. That was like for both uh, like hockey and basketball. I didn't even get the football because I was like, uh, most of this stuff is, uh, like I said, relatively boring compared to baseball. Uh, so like for hockey it was like if you start a fight, like don't turtle. So it's basically don't like goad someone into a fight and then immediately like duck and cover. You know, it was like small, small things like that. Uh, for both hockey and basketball, it's like, don't hit star players. Like in basketball, don't foul like star players. That's smaller things like that. It's like, don't talk about like other players, like contract situation or, you know, that's like, yeah, that's not, that's not interesting. 
enough. Some of it's like common sense in terms of like strategy for the game and stuff like that. So if you're familiar with hockey, one thing might be like, don't send the puck up the middle if you're trying to break out of your zone. And uh, this past week, I guess middle mid-January, there's, there's a couple of uh, examples of that in the NHL where some players were behind their net and they shot the puck up the middle. Puck gets hit down, results in a goal. So that's something like a small and written rule, but that's not, nah, that's not interesting. Like if you play hockey at all to any like degrees, like you kind of know that. But baseball, baseball's where it's all changes. Baseball's where it's all different. And that's what makes it interesting. And that's what kind of made me interested in this. So I guess before we get to, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go through every unwritten rule in baseball. There's several. But what I am going to do is kind of just go over like the dumbest ones. So I think I will leave a few articles in the show notes if you want to read more about the unwritten rules themselves. And if you want to read further into kind of like the social uh, like politics around these unwritten rules, because I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But first, we're going to go back to the Toronto Blue Jays in the 2015 ALDS playoff game against the Texas Rangers. And now, if you know baseball and you remember this, you know what I'm about to say. And this is, and if you're not familiar, you're about to find out. And this is the bat flip. So before I get into this, one of the, one of the unwritten rules of baseball, and like I said, I'm going to go through a few of the more egregious ones, but I guess starting out here. Uh, one of them is you're not supposed to like admire your own home run for whatever reason. Like, uh, I mean, I'll get into it in a second here, but this is, this is kind of like what had this, like looking at this, where, where it kind of came from, where it started brewing in my mind. Cause, uh, I guess just really quickly, I'm not like a huge fan of baseball. Uh, you know, if I, I've been to a few Blue Jays games, I may watch like, a, a, you know, a bit of like the World Series or something, but I don't really follow baseball all that much. But I, I vaguely know how to play the game and I w- I've watched it here and there. And so since I'm a Blue Jays fan, Blue Jays haven't done anything like interesting in a while since this actually this moment here. Uh, when Jose Batista hit a home run in a game against the Texas Rangers in the seventh inning and he knocks that ball out of the park, you know, go look this clip up if you haven't seen it. And he stands there and he just flips his bat kind of like in your face to the Rangers and he circles those bases. And if you're like, I don't even, I don't even think you need to be like a Blue Jays fan specifically, but just watching, I guess if you're not a Rangers fan, but watching that moment, you're just kind of like, damn, yeah, that's impressive. I like that. You know, it gets you like, you know, it's like a moment of fun. It's a moment of, yo, man. He really took it to them. And, you know, he rounds those bases. It's kind of like a big F you. <laughs> and it's interesting and, and enjoyable to watch as a fan, even like as someone who is not a regular fan of baseball. Like that's how enjoyable that moment is. And I remember when it happened, it was replaying everywhere. Everyone was talking about it. It was great. Well, now I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan of the Blue Jays. And when I say fan, like I don't mean like I'm the hard, most hardcore fan, but I'm a fan of the Blue Jays, but even if I wasn't, I'd still be like, oh, damn, that, that's impressive. That's something that stands out. As a consequence of that, a lot of people took exception to this bat flipping, because as I said, one of the unwritten rules is you're not supposed to admire your own home run. 
And this is where, and this is why this is interesting, at least to me, because baseball and with a lot of these unwritten rules are like kind of predicated on the fact that you're not supposed to show like any emotion. It's centered around like hurting other people's feelings, especially when a lot of the time athletes try to seem like, you know, all rough and tough and stuff. But then here we have, oh, no, 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 don't hurt my feelings. You know, the pitcher, he threw a pitch and, you know, you hit the ball into the stands. You don't find that in any other sport. That's why when I looked at the unwritten rules for the other sports, like I didn't really find something to that degree. Like don't celebrate after, well, in this case, hitting a home run, but after scoring, right? Can you imagine like in hockey, you know, you, you do the game winning goal or just a go ahead goal or you score a tie and, you know, you don't celebrate it. You're just kind of like, yeah, okay. Like the only time you shouldn't, and this is one of the unwritten rules for hockey now that I think about it, is if you score on an open net. And like that kind of makes sense because it's like, hey, well, it was an open net. I mean, you shouldn't have missed it. Like it wasn't, there was no challenge, no effort put forth. You could just slide it in or, you know, shoot from your own end and it goes in the net. Like you're kind of like, yeah, okay, I scored. But no one's like intense celebrating an open net. Or like if you think in basketball, you know, you get a massive dunk. Or you get a massive block. I hope I said dunk, not dump, now that I think about it. But anyways, right? Like, those moments are celebrated like crazy. And same with football, although I know the NFL is, like, clamped down on, like, excessive celebrations. But when you score a touchdown or something like that, you know? Or you sack the quarterback, people celebrate. People have little celebration routines or dances. I guess you're not supposed to celebrate too hard in hockey. A little bit, like last no not last year i think the year before 2019 possibly 2018 when uh carolina would do their storm surge after every game where they'd come up with some crazy routine to like i don't know if they only did it when they won or if they just did it to like thank the fans after every game but they would do just like little dumb routines or whatever and they called it the storm surge and then you had someone like don cherry complaining that oh you know it's unbecoming if you celebrate after a game and I didn't get it. Like, okay, so they're celebrating the win or the game itself or thanking their fans, whatever the purpose is. It's just like a bit of fun, right? But we'll get into why people have uh, issues and, like I said, other social implications uh, from a lot of these unwritten rules in terms of, like, conduct, not things focusing on, like, strategy. But, yeah, so for me, that bat flip there is kind of like the first time I was really aware of the conversations around the unwritten rules uh, in baseball. Cause like I said before I'd been to a few blue Jay games, but I never paid real close attention to baseball. You know, sometimes I'd watch it if there was like nothing on, but I was not a devout follower. So I guess let us take a look now at some of the more egregious unwritten rules. Uh, and again, a lot of these center around, I guess like conduct and like, well, I, I guess defenders of these rules would say, like, it's about respecting the game and your opponent and stuff. And I'm like, you can do those things uh, without needing these dumb uh, unwritten rules, I think, anyways. And uh, as I had mentioned before, a lot of it deals with, like, mitigating hurt feelings for the opposing team for some reason. Like, like I'm not saying, like, don't play with respect. Obviously, play respe- with respect to, for the game and to your opponents like I'm not advocating like just being blatantly disrespectful for no reason but a lot of these things I don't think fall within that category 
So the first thing here is don't run up the score in a blowout. Now, this has obviously some contention in sports beyond just baseball. Uh, you'll find this uh, in soccer and hockey uh, and basketball here too much. Uh, in football, this sometimes comes up about when do you stop scoring if you've greatly outmatched your opponent. So in like younger leagues, and generally doesn't matter the sport, usually have like a mercy rule. So if you're like up by 10 points, let's say in games like basically not football where, uh, or possibly basketball, where, you know, one score is not worth one point. So usually they have, you know, like let's say it's hockey, for example, or soccer, where if you score it's worth one point. If you lead by 10 at any point, the game's automatically over. And that's fine for, you know, little kid leagues or what have you, a little kid competition. Because, you know, you're a little kid. It's fine. You don't need to be traumatized losing, you know, 30 nothing or something. Okay, fine. You know, it's 10 nothing. game's over. Cool. But when you're playing in a professional league, there is no such mercy rule. You're a paid professional athlete. You play the game until the clock runs out. Or in the case of baseball, the final out is played. You may remember, if you're a longtime listener, uh, we have the episode about celebrations. Uh, well, this was talking specifically about soccer and the Women's World Cup, how the U.S. team was being criticized for their goal celebrations after running up the score in, uh, who, who were they playing? I can't remember. But it was in the last World Cup. They, they played a team and they, like, you know, beat them, let's say, like, 10 to 1 or something like that. And if you listen to that episode, if you haven't, I would say go back and listen to it. If you haven't, I'll give you the quick rundown. My position was, it's fine to score whatever amount of goals you score. Just don't act like you've accomplished something when you score your, like, ninth goal. Because my issue, and a lot of people's issue, was that, like, the, you know, you score is, like, 8 nothing at this point. And you're, you know, you're celebrating, throwing up your hands, you know, sliding across the, the field. And, you know, you're like, well, look, the scores ain't nothing. Like, obviously, this isn't challenging. You didn't make like a crazy hard play to get that goal. Clearly, the ball's going in like almost no matter what you do. So it's not really earned. That was more of my issue. It's not earned. Not the fact that like you're celebrating. It's like it's just something that's not earned. You know, if it was a tight game, it's like 1-1 one, one, and you're able to score, you know then yeah, because obviously it's a tight game, it's close. You finally get that go-ahead goal, even if you got two go-ahead goals. Okay, that's cause to celebrate. You've earned that. But when you score like your 10th goal, that's not worthy of celebration because there's nothing earned. Because clearly, if you, if you could outmatch your opponent by that much, that large of a differential, it's not challenging. So but that's slightly different from just running up the score in general. So I don't have an issue... Uh, with running up the score, if you're already winning, like, let's say by 10 runs in baseball, could you ease up? Yeah, I probably would ease up a little bit, feel out how the game's going. I mean, if you got the game in control, it's not necessary to score as much. Sure. And in those situations, you always got to be careful because it is possible for teams to come back, especially if it's early on. Your opposing team could come back and catch up. So it's, it is something that is a bit difficult to manage, I think, because you kind of have to still be ready to play. Because if you 
kind of like sit back and relax and I'll go, okay, we're up 10, 10, nothing. But it's like the second, third, fourth inning, you know, relatively early in the game. And then that's where you got to be careful because the other team, they could, it depends. Their mindset could be oh, 10, nothing. We're done. Uh, no point in trying. And then you kind of like just everyone's on autopilot mode, finish out the game. But the other team could be like, no, 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 we can still win this. And they can notice, oh, the other team's not really trying. They're kind of sitting back now on this, on this deficit. They've stopped playing. We can come back. And then the winning team has to like, you know, if they can get it back in gear to keep control of the game. Because sometimes you do have upsets. There was a game a few years back where the Cleveland uh, uh, Indians came back from a 12-run deficit and were able to win the game. And that was 12-run deficit. So they were down by 12. So it's not a guarantee. But in baseball, it's considered disrespectful. The way they resolve these things by baseball, sometimes you get the bench-clearing brawls. So you may have seen that. But usually what will happen is the pitcher is going to plunk, a.k.a. throw the ball, and purposely hit the batter to say, hey, stop. I don't like what you're doing. Stop it. I'm going to whip this ball at you (laughs) until you stop doing the thing I don't like. And that's what these unwritten rules are based on. Stop doing the thing I don't like. So I don't think it's necessarily disrespectful to continue to beat the team that you're playing because you can still win. Like, I don't get it. You're there to play the game. So if you're up by 12, you want to go up by 15. Okay. Like, I don't see how it's one team's fault that they're able to, you know, get 12, 15, whatever amount of runs more than you. Okay. So the next unwritten rule is to not bunt during a no hitter. So a no hitter should be relatively obvious what that is. It means no one's hit the ball uh, and gotten on base. And they're pretty rare. I don't know how many no-hitters have been uh, played for a pitcher. Like one of them, uh, you know, a little side uh, unwritten rule to this one is like when a pitcher is on like a no-hit streak, no one's supposed to talk to him. I'm like, that kind of makes sense. Like that, that to me, that's not super egregious because, you know, I wouldn't want to mess with his mojo, with his flow. I'd leave him to his own devices. I don't want to distract him. I don't want to take him out of the zone, basically. That's fine. That I don't mind. But this one, no bunting during a no hitter. Now, I kind of understand. But again, this this goes to like the idea that it's disrespectful to the pitcher to end his no hit streak. And on a certain level, I can kind of understand that. But on another more important level, if I'm the opposing team, my job is to win the game, not help you (laughs) achieve a no hitter. It starts to center around conversations of, oh, you're supposed to play like, you know, like a, like a tough, tough guy, not like a, a wimp who needs to uh, bunt. You need a bunt to get on base. And it's like, you're allowed to bunt. It's not like bunting is like an illegal move or some kind of like technicality. So I don't see the point. Like, why is my role as the opposing team helping our opponents win? Because unless the game is tied, if I'm the opposing team, our goal is to win. And if we can't get on base, we can't win. We are not in a chance to win. So why do I care if a pitcher gets a no-hitter? It makes sense. Like I said, if you're on the team of the pitcher that currently has a no-hit streak, that makes sense not to mess with him. I'm going to leave you alone, man. You're, you're on fire right now. I'll let you do your thing. But if I'm the opposing team... Why do I care? I'm trying to win the game. That's what I'm getting paid millions of dollars to do is to win the game, not to 
help you get a no hitter. So if it's considered cheap, I mean, I don't know. That's a risk you take then. That's a risk you take as a pitcher. There's no guarantees. So I don't see it as a problem. And again, this goes back to, well, we don't want to hurt. We don't want to hurt the opposing team's feelings. We don't want to hurt the pitcher's feelings because he's on a, on a hot streak. And it's like, nah, man, I'm against you. <laughs> I don't care about your hot streak. I'm trying to win the game. Okay, so our next unwritten rule is don't show up the other team. So this is uh, kind of similar to what I mentioned in the, the, the Jose Batista example there with the Blue Jays in 2015 with the bat flip. This would be something considered, uh, you know, showing up the other team. So, you know, hitting, a, basically admiring or celebrating anything you've accomplished in the game is something you're not supposed to do. So like I said, uh, one thing could be flipping your bat, which is basically just like throwing it away, kind of like with a flare of disrespect, which is, and that's what makes it interesting and entertaining to watch. Uh, but it could be even just standing and like watching the ball go too long, and that could be considered showing up the other team. And uh, if you hit a home run running around the bases, if you take too long or you celebrate too long while, while rounding the bases, Oh, that's also disrespectful and a big problem, uh, according to these unwritten rules. So, again, this comes down to, oh, this makes the, you know, other team feel bad that you accomplish something and are happy with the fact that you accomplish something at the expense of your opposing team, who now feels bad because they gave up a home run or whatever, whatever it was. And as I previously mentioned, this is something you don't see in other sports, you usually have celebrate. Like when you score in hockey, like the, the horn blares, music comes on, everyone's cheering, you throw your arms up, or you have like a little move that you do after you score. And play actually stops. Play stops in hockey. And I guess also uh, soccer. And basketball, not so much. Football play stops after you score. Basketball, not really, unless there was a foul or someone called timeout after the ball goes through the basket. So basketball, you generally have less time to celebrate a big bucket or an impressive play or a particularly hard shot. It's a little bit more difficult. You got to be quicker because the play's still going. Whereas like, like I said, in hockey, uh, you know, whistle was whistle is blown, plays dead. And then, you, you know, you reset for a face off or like in football, you score a touchdown. So it's just really bizarre to me that in, in, in baseball showing too much enthusiasm for your own or your team's own accomplishment is, is seen as a problem. And so, of course, the retaliate, because we're going to get to retaliation, yeah, as our next thing. But the retaliation for this, so the team that is violated by the fact that you are happy that you hit a home run, let's say, their reaction, the other team's reaction is going to be, like I said, how they resolve all their things in baseball is to throw the ball at you. So this will get the ball thrown at you. So if you're a player, you hit a home run, you flip your bat, or you looked at it too long as the ball goes sailing into uh, the stands or took a little too much time. You seemed a little too happy running around the bases when you're next up at bat, if not the very next batter who was up will get hit with the ball. So the pitcher will purposely throw the ball at the batter as a way of saying, Hey, I didn't like that. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to have fun or feel good about yourself because it made me feel bad. And the second uh, unwritten rule here is retaliate or retaliation. So this kind of like lays out when 
it is like you retaliate in terms of, like I said, plunking players intentionally with the ball. So one of, I guess, the scenarios that can play out is, let's say, a batter hits a home run. Okay, woo, everyone's happy, excited. You know, you round out the bases. Of course, if there's anyone on base already, you know, they're coming in. Next batter up. Let's say they hit a home run. Boom, home run. Okay, round the bases. Next batter up. According to this, uh, you know, method of retaliation, an unwritten rule. So if you're unfamiliar, if you were a player and somehow didn't know this was an unwritten rule, which is possible because this isn't universal. You could be someone from another country, so not the U.S. or Canada, and maybe you don't have this uh, unwritten rule, so you may not be aware of it. But for example, that third batter up, you're not supposed to swing at the first pitch because the pitcher is very upset that he gave up two home runs. So you can't upset him. He's a very delicate, sensitive soul. And if you swing at that first pitch after he gave up two home runs, that's very not nice. Don't be very upset. He's going to go home and cry. Can't do that to him. So you're not supposed to swing. If you do swing, <laughs> you can bet you're going to hear some words. And the very next pitch, you're going to get hit with the ball. If a fight didn't already break out because of that. So it could be anything like that where someone thinks, oh, you're stepping out of line because you're playing too well, I guess. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like in this scenario that I just uh, like explained there as an example, pitcher gives up two home runs. Why is it my responsibility as a batter to mitigate your feelings, right? If my job is to swing at the ball that you throw to the catcher, that's the game. If you gave up two home runs in a row, that's your fault, man. Pitch better. Or, you know, maybe the other team manager needs to switch pitchers or something. I don't know. But it's not my fault as a, as a batter. I'm going to hit that ball. That's, that's what I'm here for. That's the game. So the onus should be on the pitcher to improve their pitching. Not, oh, we got to punish the batter for hitting the ball. And so the last unwritten rule here before we talk into a little bit around the politics behind all these, all these unwritten rules is to respect the game or to play the game the right way. This is a phrase you may hear from time to time from certain players. They may comment how they try or they expect others to play the game the right way. So you may be asking yourself, what is playing the game the right way? Right, and this is what I w mentioned uh, earlier uh, in the episode, which is part of the reason why these unwritten rules exist is to keep respect for your opponents and to keep respect for the game. Now, as I also have previously said, there's nothing wrong with respecting your opponents. There's nothing wrong with playing with respect. I'm not saying you gotta, you know, cuss out everyone or show contempt for your opponents or for the referees or anything like that. You can play the game with respect, but I don't think you need these kind of unwritten rules to maintain that sense of respect. So things that would be disrespectful are all the previous things that we mentioned. So like admiring your own home run, taking too long to around the bases, swinging at a pitch after back-to-back -back home runs, bunting when your pitcher is pitching a no-hitter. Right, all those things. So basically, not showing any kind of emotion, not being show-offy. It's basically, you know, you kind of keep your head down. You act like nothing special has happened. Right, you show no emotion. It's this kind of like puritanical sense of 
any emotion is bad if you display it outwardly. So anything like that is considered disrespectful. So of course here the thing is there's no right way to play the game. Saying that you must, uh, you know, show no emotion. That To me that doesn't mean oh you're playing the game the right way or the wrong way. You know, respecting the game and having respect for your opponent is like, yeah, you play the game with integrity. You know, you're not out there trying to unfairly win or with some kind of like advantage like taking steroids. Funny how no one had an issue with that. That wasn't considered disrespectful, which I would say it is, you know, because you're kind of circumventing the natural abilities that people have in terms of playing the game by taking... uh steroids or if you want to say performance enhancing drugs you know anything like that so where was that where was all that notion of like disrespect to me that's disrespecting the integrity of the game you know and then also playing like dirty you know if you're coming in for like a home run you have like (laughs) some of the like the ballpark sand in your hand so you like throw it in like the catcher's eye so he can't see like you know or unfairly body check someone or push someone out of the way something like that you know or intentionally trying to hurt someone to me, that's like, that would be like disrespectful. Not, uh, I was having fun playing the game, you know, or flipping the bat. I mean, yeah, I could kind of see how you maybe think that's like disrespectful, but because uh, you're showing up. Yeah, of course you're showing up. That's what those big moments are for. That's what you want to do. That's what gets the crowd excited. That's what gets people interested in watching. It's because it's like, oh my God, that was huge. That was crazy. If you're on the other team, you don't like it, then go out there, get your own home run, or at the end of the day, Win the game. There you go. That'll show everyone up. Because if they lose that game, whoever hit the bat flip, at the end of the day, if they lose, it'll take away the impact of that bat flip. But if you, if you, if they hit, if they hit, you know, hit a home run, do a bat flip, win the game, or win like a playoff series, or win the World Series, obviously it's going to have a greater impact. But if you then beat them, it will have less of an impact. It'll still be an impressive moment, but at the end of the day, people will be like, "Well, you didn't win." Now we're going to uh, transition to. Kind of like, why, why do, do, does baseball have that? Why do people still kind of like adhere to it all the way in, in 2021? Because there's been a few moments that happened, I guess, over the last season where people got upset at certain players for, again, disrespecting the game. So one of them, uh, this wasn't mentioned in the, in the few that, uh, unwritten rules prior, but one, one of them, another one of them is, uh, if the count is three and O. Oh, so like three uh, balls, no strikes. And one of the unwritten rules is to not swing on that fourth pitch. And especially if you have like a pretty big lead already in the game, that's considered disrespectful. Why? I don't know. Because again, it hurts the other team's feelings that they're down by so much. And, you know, the count obviously is not in their favor because they're not getting close to getting an out. And if you swing on that, uh, it's just too much for them to handle emotionally. And they're going to be broken. So you can't swing on that. So you have to give up, let's say, a strike on purpose because you don't want the other team to feel bad, right? So a few players, uh, like I said, got into trouble with that. That's, that's grounds for like the next batter getting hit with the ball because that's, that's the real way that you can retaliate, right? Which is one of the, one of the unwritten rules is you got to make sure you enforce them through hitting people with the ball. So a lot of these were implemented as a way to actually keep minority players in line. So I'm going to leave a link to, I guess, like an article that kind of looks at the politics 
of these unwritten rules and celebration and this idea of respect to the game if you want to read more in depth into this. But it was aimed at black players and like Hispanic players. Uh, well, black players, I guess, uh, before when they had a uh, color barrier. So there's a period of time where blacks were not allowed to play in the major leagues because we don't want blacks playing here was basically the logic. So this sense of decorum of, you know, you have to act in a respectful, quote unquote, respectful manner. It comes from that idea that these minority players are too brash, too much diva behavior and showboating. And, and, and it's not the, not the way baseball is meant to be played. Because like I said, it comes from this idea of like this puritanical notion that any kind of, of emotion that is outwardly displayed is somehow bad. And so you're not playing it the right way. So a lot of those rules come out of trying to regulate how minority players play the game. And so when you see at least more recent examples of people who are quote unquote showboating or not respecting the game, they tend to be non-white players who maybe didn't grow up in the U.S. and don't carry those same unwritten rules because they don't play the game in that stodgy, you know, we must maintain respect for the game kind of BS attitude. Like when I mentioned the, the Jose Batista, couldn't tell from his name, he's someone who's not a white American. I believe Batista's Dominican, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, and some of the more recent examples of like showboating or whatever you want to call it have been against non-white, generally Hispanic uh, baseball players, MLB players. So it's, it's kind of like the same thing you usually find like with like dress codes, for example, or how you're supposed to conduct yourself in certain situations in society uh, as a whole, right? A lot of the time you could argue that they kind of discriminate against non-white minorities in the sense that if you don't act and dress like white people, you're doing something wrong. So like for a dress code, like if you're someone who has black hair, you know, the really tight curly hair, you grow it out in an afro, it's considered, uh, you know, unkept. So people may take issue with that, like at your workplace, for example, and say, oh, you can't have your hair all crazy and wild like that. You know, it has to be neatly coiffed. And it's like, but my hair doesn't grow like your hair, right? Someone might comb their hair back or to the side or something. I can't really comb my hair back. I can, but it's still going to be big and puffy. What do you want from me? Why is it that my hair is somehow, you know, bad or messy or disheveled, but your hair isn't because it's like short and like straight or long and straight, whatever it is. Right. It's those kind of things that attempt to regulate people's, you know, conduct or their appearance or regulate their bodies in that way. And so you find the same thing in baseball. This is part of the reason why I find sports in general, as I've said, I think several times before in other episodes, why I find sports so interesting because I see them as like microcosms of, of our society at large. I will end here though with a quote from the article, like I said, that I will leave in the show notes that kind of look at the politics of celebration and the unwritten rules that you can find in baseball. I would encourage you to read this whole article. It's very interesting. Uh, like I said, it takes a look kind of like the history around how this kind of came about. And like I said, to kind of like regulate uh, non-white bodies in the space of baseball to kind of keep, I guess, like a sense of normalcy for like the dominant group of baseball, which I think even now is still predominantly white. 
Whereas in the other leagues, except for like the NHL, like basketball and, and football, you have a lot more like black players who take the field or the court and if it's a uh, basketball. So there's less of this stodginess, right? There's less of an, an attempt to regulate, you know, conduct in, during the game. Uh, I mean, maybe another episode we'll take a look at like basketball and like the slam dunk, which was also seen kind of like as an affront to the respectability of the game for some reason. But that's another episode for another day, potentially. So like I said, I'm going to leave here uh, with this quote from the article that I will leave in the show notes that you should read. I highly suggest you read it. But what it says here, in the struggle to construct common sense out of an ensemble of interests, beliefs, and practices, ideological and hegemonic process, work to cement whose behaviors are dominant and which others subordinated. In this way, modesty and a lack of excessive display of emotion following big plays, hits, or home runs are constructed as correct and still heartily celebrated. Just ask All-Star MVP Mike Trout, who reiterated upon receiving the award, I will try to respect the game as much as I can. Play the game the right way and just have fun. Never disrespect it and give it my all every day. Right? So there it is, that notion of respecting the game and playing it the right way. I will leave you there with that. And so thank you so much for listening. I have been your podcast person, Pablo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi, on this episode of Aim for the Bushes, looking at the unwritten rules of baseball. Make sure you stick around for our next episode, which will be out soon. Give us a rating if you're listening to us on a platform that gives ratings, such as Apple Podcasts. Also remember to listen to fellow podcast people's Alex and Dexter's uh, podcast, October Jones and Fish with Legs, which can be found on many other podcasting sites, probably where you found this one. So if you want to go give them a listen, it's a nice, light, fun uh, show of which I will be making an appearance soon as one of the voices. So keep your eyes out for that. Once again, we appreciate you uh, listening to this episode. Please, everyone, stay safe. Peace.